0: Welcome to Life After Childbirth. My name is Wesleyna Maxey, and I'm an occupational therapist on an extraordinary path to change women's health and the care we receive postpartum. Join me as we grow together on this journey. Let's talk. Life After Childbirth. So today I'm super excited to talk to you. We're going to go over what occupational therapy is what pelvic floor therapy is and how it can help with life after childbirth. So first off, let's talk about what are occupations? Is it just whatever job you have? That's the most common thought, but it's extremely more broad than that. Occupations are anything you do during the day. Some examples are yoga, chores, sex, dancing, work, sleeping, horseback riding, reading, farming, occupations are anything you do to occupy your time. Occupational therapy helps you to be able to perform and participate in those occupations that are meaningful to you. You know, after childbirth, mothers tend to set their needs aside, their self-care, their hobbies, their mental health. It all takes a backseat to this new human in their lives. Occupational therapists can help women figure out their new role as a mo- mother, whether that be a first-time mom, or transitioning to a mother of four. It's all new, and with each transition, there's a learning curve. It's called finding your occupational balance. Now, occupational balance is defined as improving your overall engagement and meaningful o- occupation. So, you know, showering every other day may be meaningful to you, but it's hard making that a priority after childbirth. Also, cooking dinner, which may be another meaningful occupation to you, or those need to occupations, like you need to feed your child, you need to not let the trash overflow for days on end, so even chores are occupations. So being able to keep up with showering and taking out the trash is balancing your occupational engagement without digging yourself down to the ground and too much work. It's about balance. Occupational therapy looks at the whole picture, so when we assess a person, we aren't just looking at their physical limitations, we're thinking about the environment, we're thinking about their relationships. The psychological impact of everyday activities, their level of functionality, their habits, roles, routines. We work on activities of daily living that include like eating, dressing yourself, toileting, intimacy, and what's affecting those things. So diving into the pelvic floor area of occupational therapy, we first have to answer the question, what is the pelvic floor? So the pelvic floor is a group of muscles, tendons, ligaments that sit at the base of your pelvis They actually attach to the end of your spine and the front of your pubic area. There literally are support for everything up top. The functions include elimination, elimination of your urine and your bowels, getting it completely out, but also being able to keep it in when needed, intimacy, being able to experience a robust orgasm. So a lot of people will have painful sex. Actually, approximately 43% of women report this the first year postpartum. More common when it's their first pregnancy, but regardless, 43% is a high number. So when you have painful sex, the medical terminology is dyspareunia or vaginismus. They can be used interchangeably. So that 43% of women. And people wonder why women may not want to have sex after childbirth. Well, would you want to if it hurt every time? No matter how much we may want to, how much a woman desires that connection, if it hurts, why? And again, we aren't explained to about this and we aren't told that it is common, but it isn't normal. It needs to be standard care because there are things that can help you and get you back to actually enjoying sex and having a robust orgasm. If you aren't able to experience an orgasm or do not enjoy sex and intimacy, it could be your pelvic floor muscles not functioning properly. Another function is protection and support as well as stability. So the pelvic floor muscles support our internal organs, such as our bladder, uterus, and rectum. They sit right into the bowl of the pelvic floor muscles. If any of these are damaged or altered in any way, the overall internal balance is disturbed. The support goes all the way up to our head, supporting all of that. Especially during childbirth, the increased volume and weight puts a lot of pressure and it affects the contractibility quality of these muscles. And to think we don't rehab them, We don't fully engage them as we should during our daily tasks. And again, it's not something that we should know to do that. We should know that we need to re-educate them. It should be told, Hey, you need to go see a pelvic floor therapist because you need to restore the functionability of your pelvic floor muscles because they have been altered. Pelvic floor occupational therapy is again, meaningful tasks. You want to pick up your kid without your back hurting. Do you want to lift weights or run without peeing yourself? Did you know over 50% of women experience urinary incontinence? Peeing yourself may be a joke and it may be common, but it's not normal. Is it your goal to help your bowels move better and not be constipated every other few days? All of these things, amongst a million other things, pelvic floor occupational therapy can help with. There are obvious physical changes that happen throughout pregnancy, which can have a huge impact on your core muscles, especially your pelvic floor, because your inner core is connected to your pelvic floor. During pregnancy, there is a tremendous amount of pressure we put on those pelvic floor muscles. Our pelvic floor muscles are like a sling at the bottom of our pelvic region, like a hammock. In my previous episode, I spoke about the standard care in France after childbirth is 10 free sessions with a pelvic floor therapist. Because pelvic floor therapists are trained to thoroughly assess and treat any condition in the pelvic region, especially pre- and postnatal conditions, because a growing abdomen can make it more difficult to breathe, engage our core, put more pressure and pain on our back and hips. During childbirth, the pelvic floor goes through stretching and force, which can cause tearing and weakness in this area. We all hear about Kegels. Do Kegels to strengthen your pelvic floor? But it is so much more than that, so much more than that. Can you imagine doing a 100 calf raises throughout the day? Do you know how tight and painful your calves would be at the end of the day? That's what you're doing to your pelvic floor when all you're focusing on is the Kegel. Focusing on Kegels can do more harm than good. Now, Kegels aren't the devil. They are good for some clients, some people, but they aren't the go-to for every problem that's wrong with your pelvic floor. So the way we portray or talk about Kegels lead people the wrong way when using the tool of Kegling. They aren't using it properly. This is why everyone should see a pelvic floor therapist after childbirth because this is what we specialize in. Everyone is different. We do an assessment of the muscle tone, endurance, coordination. The therapist will determine what specific exercises or treatment is needed for you, specifically for you, a client-centered treatment for you. That way, tissues and surrounding areas can heal and function properly and enhance your quality of life. Pelvic floor occupational therapists or physical therapists can help with pain management Let's talk numbers a little bit. 50% of women experience pelvic pain. 70% of women experience some degree of perineal tearing. Can you think of someone who tore something and didn't see an occupational therapist or a physical therapist? Yeah, me either. Women who have had a cesarean birth need incision care. If you have had a cesarean birth, answer me this. Was incision care discussed? Do you, did you know how to massage your incision? Was it practiced? Visually shown? going to guess you are shaking your head no. Perineal care and incision care can decrease sensitivity. And this sensitivity and pain, they can last up for months and years if not cared for properly. And stepping on the other side of things, without childbirth, without incision care, just hip, back, vagina pain, intercourse pain, discomfort at all, having trouble urinating or having trouble getting to the toilet to urinate, all of those have to do with your pelvic floor. All of those can be helped and worked on with a pelvic floor therapist. Anyone with a pelvis can see a pelvic floor therapist because every pelvis has a story. Now, be curious about yours and if you feel ready, let a pelvic floor therapist help you figure out your story. So, I'm going to assume that you've heard of diastasis recti, which is DR, the separation of your abdomen muscles during pregnancy and postpartum. Did you know a majority of us have that postpartum? like literally almost everyone, because it's sort of impossible for the muscles not to stretch during pregnancy. Now, approximately 40% of women have this six months postpartum. They think it's going to be like that for the rest of their life. And it takes longer for them to heal it because they don't see a pelvic floor therapist. They aren't sure the proper way. They're just googling, trying to figure it out themselves, which is fine because that's what we have to do sometimes. But a pelvic floor therapist can give you proper breathing techniques, proper engagement to those core muscles to be able to bring them back together and heal them. Because getting the proper care for your body is important. Another thing pelvic floor occupational therapy can work on is mindfulness training. Being aware. I'll talk about this in a whole nother episode because it is a big monster. It has a lot of aspects to it. But it's just being aware of something, being mindful And we go through life and we go through our daily activities and we're not mindful of what we're doing. We're not paying attention to our posture. We're not paying attention to how we're sitting in the car, how we're sitting on the couch. Are we leaning to one side? Are we tucking our pelvis? Are we arching our back? Are we bringing our neck forward? All of that connects to your pelvic floor. And just fixing just a little bit or one thing at a time will affect those other things because like I've said before, everything is connected. And once we work on one thing, another thing shifts. So it doesn't have to be everything at once. It doesn't have to be you have to breathe correctly. You have to engage your core correctly. You have to stand up correctly. You have to pick up your kid correctly. It's one thing at a time. We go step by step and we start forming new habits. We start forming a new lifestyle of being mindful, of paying attention to what we are doing and how we're taking care of our body. We can help with community resources finding support through external sources and to increase socialization during your postpartum journey because support is important and support can look different. Others can give support but you can also support yourself through this transition as well. And what do I mean by that? I wrote a post about this the other day. Ways you can support yourself through childbirth. You can have a list for people when they come over to visit you and the baby. One of the questions you'll get from your visitor, what can I do? Is there something you need? What the hell do I know? I'm just trying to survive, right? <laughs> well, instead of saying, no, I'm good, or having to conjure something up, an idea is to write a list before you have the baby of all the ideas of what people can do to help, like take out the trash, ask me if I need to step out for 10 minutes, are the baby's clothes washed, put the dishes up, etc., etc. People do want to help. They just literally sometimes don't know what to do to help you. And you're just trying to stay afloat. You can't think of anything in that moment So just point them to the list. It takes the thinking out of it on both sides of the equation. Another thing you can do to prepare, have it on your calendar or on your fridge of reminders for yourself. Have you showered? Have you went outside? A reminder just to take three deep breaths. And then just communicating to others what you need, want, is a huge help beforehand. So they can help you more in your postpartum period. On the other side of things, what can you do for a woman or family when you go to visit? Some examples are to bring them prepped food. Bringing a pizza is great, don't get me wrong, but a home-cooked meal is a luxury during those first few weeks or months. So if you are able to, cooking a home-cooked meal is a phenomenal gift. Just go ahead and do the dishes while you're there, even if they tell you not to. Start a load of laundry, then change it to the dryer before you leave, and then come back in two days and fold it because more than likely, it'll still be there. And when you're talking to this woman, everything that comes out of your mouth needs to be positive. positive, positive affirmations. Let them know they are doing a great job. This may sound silly, but the thoughts that go through a woman's head post-childbirth are scary and sad. So hearing positives from you could be the only time they hear something positive. Support can make an astronomical change in a woman's postpartum journey. As I've said before, the mental toll pregnancy and postpartum can have on a woman is monstrous. And occupational therapists are educated and trained to deliver such services. In summary, occupational therapists are extremely qualified to work in this area. And I can't wait to be their postpartum resource, to be their prenatal resource, to be their pelvic health resource. My hope is in my daughter's lifetime that it will be standard care for healthcare providers to refer any woman experiencing bowel, bladder, sexual, spinal, pelvic dysfunction to a pelvic floor occupational therapist or physical therapist at all stages of life. I want you to come see me, but as long as you're able to see a pelvic floor therapist, I'll be happy. With that being said, if you or anyone you know has any sort of pelvic dysfunction with or without childbirth, contact me. Book with me as soon as I'm taking clients. I will put you on the schedule. Just a reminder to check out my website for more information on what I will be offering. And if you have any questions, feel free to message or email me now. I read every message. Lifeafterchildbirth.com. Go check it out. My goal is to reach as many women as I can to talk about life after childbirth. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please share on social media and let me know what you like about it. If you haven't already, subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. And if you feel persuaded to do so, leave a review so we can reach others and begin to talk more about life after childbirth.